In this podcast, we'll hear about how helping people build better habits is a solution to overcome mental well-being challenges, how sleep is important for good mental health and performance, and how people and businesses face well-being challenges because of our rapidly changing world. This podcast was recorded after the publication of a report from the consultancy Deloitte, which was compiled in partnership with the UK mental health charity Mind. The report highlights the cost to employers and businesses of people suffering poor mental health. It also highlights how this negatively affects personal and collective productivity. On the same day the report was published, there were also some fascinating comments by the Lloyds Bank chief executive Antonio Horta Osario. He's not only one of Britain's most senior figures in the finance industry, but also a high-profile advocate for good mental health and well-being in the workplace. Antonio Horta Osario has admitted to problems of his own in the past, and he explained how he collapsed from exhaustion and fatigue at one point in his career. I'm Andrew Whitelam, and I've been speaking to Tougher Minds founder Dr. John Finn. I began the conversation by asking John for his reaction to the publication of the Mental Wellbeing Report. Well, I think that this report and the mental health challenges it describes, and also those that we, we see in our, in our work on a regular basis, are the symptoms of a, a broader set of challenges connected to what I would call the VUCA world. And what does that mean in, in precise terms, the, the, the VUCA world? How does that relate to our modern workplace? So VUCA is an acronym. It stands for volatile or volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. And that is describing a world that we live in where the only constant is change. Change is getting faster and faster because of technological innovation. So increasingly we keep asking our people to change the way they're working, to change the technologies they're using. And this is impacting people. Um, you know, if we go back to 20, 30 years where more people worked in the factory model and, and you go back further than that, people typically, they learned a skill or a trade and then for the rest of their life, that's pretty much what they did, the same, the same job. Where, but the world is changing now. We can't just learn something and expect to do that for the rest of our life anymore. We're going to keep being, uh, or we're going to keep being asked to change, so that our companies can stay competitive, and can be using the very latest uh, efficiencies that technology uh, provide to help them, you know, stand out in in the marketplace and, and win market share. And this rapid change, this volatility then that VUCA describes and, and you identify, this then is contributing to this problem with people being unsettled, stressed and this feeling of, of unwellness that has the impact on, on productivity, uh, growth and progress. Well, I think to understand it, we have to think about what is the human brain designed to do. So the first thing we need to think about is that we are... We've been evolving as a species, Homo sapiens, for over 200,000 years. And predominantly, we are designed, we've evolved to survive. And our, number, our brain's number one operating rule is that the easier it is to do something or think about something, the more likely it is you will do it. And the brain operates like that because it wants to save energy. So the brain likes to do what it's practiced doing a lot. And it doesn't like to make changes. 
So when we ask our workforce uh, to work at home more often or we take away their desk phones and we replace them with apps or we bring in a new uh, software system that replaces the old software system, we are asking people to make changes and that's really difficult for our brains to do. It doesn't like doing that. So we live in a world where the only constant is change and the change is speeding up. And we've got a, but we've got a brain that doesn't like to make changes. And I think the result of that is more people than ever before, or the result of that is the source of more people than ever, ever before reporting that they don't feel very well, whether they're an adult, a teenager or a child. So the mental health challenges we're, we're seeing are, to my mind, definitely a result of, of the VUCA world that we live in. Now, you, you capture the, the sense of, of the brain being having a preference for routine and, and, and familiarity as habit. Um, explain to us the, 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 this profound role that habits play in our lives and our work. Well, you might read in popular self-help type books that maybe 30 or 40% of what we're doing is a habit. But actually, the leading scientists in this area will tell us that it's much more than that. So they will tell us that actually most of what humans are doing and thinking, and up to 98% of what humans are doing are thinking, is a habit. It's automatic or semi-automatic behaviour. Almost everything, in other words. From how we are breathing to how you make a decision about someone when you first meet them, you're doing about four seconds, to how you're listening to what I'm saying right now, to how I'm saying what I'm saying right now. These are largely automated processes. So the brain tries to automate as much as possible. Um, and, and it runs on these what we call frames and you know unconscious biases, etc. So that's what we've evolved to do because that saves energy. And obviously energy has been, for most of our existence, been quite a scarce resource. It hasn't always been a supermarket on the corner or a freezer full of food. It's been a, a scarce resource for most of our time. So our brains wanted to get efficient and effective with how it operates and that's mental energy as well of course as you describe and highlight not just physical energy yeah exactly so you know our brain is burning about 25 percent of all of all of our energy that's a lot really when you think about it yeah so it's ticking away all the time you know it's easy to forget about your brain because you can't see it it's it's in your skull it's kind of invisible to you but it's running everything that you do Um, and even when you're not consciously thinking it's ticking away in the background and and working on on, on things and what we know is is that we don't well we've we've, we've got these bias habits that we default towards that, that are connected to survival and also what we call social status so part of how humans have survived is in teams and groups so we like to have, it's important for us to have high social status with the important people in our lives. So we've, we've, we've got these habits that are connected to staying alive and, and maintaining our social status. Things like worrying and beating ourselves up and procrastinating because that's a way of saving energy or giving into temptation because that's a way of getting a fast reward. And what happens is the more we practice these habits, like worrying, the better we get at them. So if you want to get good at worrying, what you need to do is practice it a lot and you'll become a world champion worrier. So you've got a brain that's got this survival focus, but 
it's living in a wor- in a in a world where we are we are demanded to keep making changes. Um, so yeah, so so people can find this challenging and overwhelming, and, and, and it starts by disrupting your sleep and your diet and your exercise habits. That means that you get impaired brain function; your brain doesn't work properly. That makes it harder to deal with stress. It makes it harder to be productive. So it takes you longer to do to do tasks that if your brain was working properly, you would do it faster. That impacts on innovation and creativity. So um, this very idea that we are asked to keep changing and keep pivoting and, and keep breaking up our habits and our routines... In our everyday work or in everyday life, all aspects of it. Causes problems. Yeah, 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 yeah I see. I see. Um, this is the Tougher Minds podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. Send us your questions. Contact at tougherminds.co.uk is the email address. If you want us to help you with anything, you have any questions or any feedback, contact at tougherminds.co.uk is our email address. Uh, if uh, you have any questions for Dr. John Finn or the Tougher Minds team. So, John, you, you, you've highlighted this scenario, um, this troubling, uh, problematic scenario, then uh, rapid change uh, is, 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 is stressing us and we can't respond to it properly because of the stress. How then do you help people? What, what's your advice to people? What's the best response to this, this well, potentially very challenging scenario? If you want to fulfil your potential or help other people fulfil their potential so you can feel great and get the rewards and respect you deserve, then I want to give you a free physical copy of my new best-selling book, Because You Deserve to Know the Truth. The most important things for fulfilling your potential are not tips, tricks, hacks, therapy, coaching, meditation, breathwork, goal setting, journaling, or finding your why. I know it sounds irrational because we're so used to hearing about using these things to help us fulfill our potential. But these approaches are outdated and ineffective and they are based on a big lie. To find out more and get your free physical copy of Dr. John Finn's best-selling book, The Habit Mechanic, go to tougherminds.co.uk. I think organisations, and I speak to a lot of directors of HR, a lot of senior leaders in businesses, and one of the major challenges, if not the main challenge they're reporting to me is they might know what they'd like their people to do, Let's say they want them to work more agile in a more agile way, but they really struggle to get their people to change and to do something different. So most large businesses are going through big change programs because they know if they don't, they're not they're gonna fail in the VUCA world. That's things like integrating new technologies, new ways of working, that kind of thing, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Integrating uh, buying other people up, merging together or technology as you as you say. Uh, working from the office less, working from home more, using uh, yeah, technology to, to, to try to make all sorts of things more efficient and effective. And although organisations are very good at maybe creating change plans, knowing what they want to do, which we might call change management, what they're reporting and they're finding it very difficult to do is create what I would call personal change management. 
So to actually help people to make these personal small changes that are going to allow them to do what the business needs them to do. And so therefore we need to, organisations, businesses need to get better at empowering their people to make small changes and in our language to build small new helpful habits. And New helpful habits, that's the key isn't it? Yeah, small new helpful habits. And that starts with better sleep, better diet, better exercise. One of the one of the clients we were just working with last week, they brought in uh, sleep coaches for all their senior leaders because right. they're starting to recognise and that if, if their senior leaders are not sleeping properly, they're not going to come to work and function properly. And where in the VUCA world, this is what we're experiencing. You know, senior leaders that I speak to don't like the term work-life balance anymore. They want to talk about work-life management because increasingly work and life are getting merged together. You know, and if you don't sleep, well, it's going to impact your ability to turn up and, and do a really good job. Um, and that's going to make the competitors more likely to, to be more efficient and effective in your organisation. So businesses need to get better at helping their people to learn how to build small, new, helpful habits. Starting with better sleep, better diet, better exercise habits building on that with better stress management habits, better confidence building habits, better habits around productivity so you can do more work in less time. You know, and we see that if you get help people to get all of their little habits aligned, that in a typical working day, people who've who've built really helpful habits, they're doing about one hours more what we call clever thinking work per day than someone who's not aligning their habits. And on top of that, they're also saving about another hour because they're able to do their more um, habit-based work like replying to standard emails, etc., more efficiently and effectively. So they're saving, they're doing an extra hour of, of high-charge, clever work every day and, an, and they're saving another hour because they're being more efficient and effective uh, with their what we call their medium-charge work. So that's one person getting two more hours done every single day and, and two more hours of good quality effort, would you say? Yeah, one high charge innovative work, which is essential in the VUCA world. The other was just being, you know, more, more uh, efficient and effective with their, their medium charge work. And actually, that's where we need to get to because a lot of the productivity conversations we're having are about automation of things by using artificial intelligence and bots and things. What we really need to address is the sort of work that robots can't currently do, which is the work that the human brain can do, that we call high-charge work, innovative work, creative work, work that's about solving new problems. And if we don't help our people to build the right habits, that work is becoming more and more difficult to do. And therefore, the, the organisations that work out how to help their people to do it, they're going to win hands down in the VUCA world. This is the Tougher Minds podcast. Please rate and review us wherever you listen, whichever is the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, please do uh, give us a review and uh, we hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. Um, John, my follow-on question from that then is, what's the process that you use, that Tougher Minds uses, for going about tackling these, these challenges in any workplace and helping people to start building those small helpful habits? How do you approach that? Well, first of all, we have to take get people to step back from this very complex, very challenging world. And we've got to get them to think about their brain and how it works. Just knowing that in itself is very empowering. The idea of your brain is designed to do these things 
not necessarily the stuff that you're being asked to do every single day and that's why it can be difficult and we get people to do what we call intelligent self-watching and just to think about for example you know what what do you need to do to help you to be healthy what do you need to do to help you to be happy what do you need to do to help you to perform to your potential and then we get them thinking about the habits that allow them to achieve those outcomes and you know in very simple terms there's only 24 hours in a day and in that 24 hours you can either be doing things that are helpful in progressing you towards being healthier happier and at your best more often or you can be doing things that are unhelpful things that are getting in the way of you being healthy happy and at your best more often and we teach people to identify the things and they're thinking and doing that are unhelpful for their health happiness and performance and teach them how to replace those things with more helpful habits so that that's that's what we do and we we find that speaking to people or helping people to understand how to build habits around better sleep better diet better exercise better stress management better confidence better productivity uh, better leadership their uh, better performance under pressure they're typically things that people find really helpful in doing better in what is a very difficult world. And I understand also that this this focus then on on individual well-being, individual mindset, individual habits is, is what you would term me power. But then you use that as a basis to look at leadership and how the two knit together to create organisations which can be progressive and successful in this challenging world. Uh, again, I think, you, as I understand it, you use the phrase team power in some, set, in some instances to describe that interdependence between the individual and the group. Yeah, so team power is, is really getting at the idea that humans have done so well on planet Earth because they got good at working in teams. Language is a central part of that. That's why we evolved language so that we could uh, work better as teams. And there's a there's an idea called collective intelligence, and the idea is pointing towards the fact that a team's intelligence and intelligence is important in the VUCA world because we have to get better at solving problems in the com- competition that will allow us to do things more efficiently and effective and provide you know the products that our customers want so we need our people to be intelligent to be able to do that to, to come up with new ideas and new solutions the, the intelligence group intelligence collective intelligence is not a sum of every, of, of everyone's uh, individual intelligence so you don't add up the 10 members intelligence levels and that gives you the score actually collective intelligence can be greater than the sum of its parts or equally, it can be less than the sum of its parts. So the teams that are going to be most successful in this challenging world are those that can get their, or sorry, the companies that will be most successful are those that are going to get their teams working properly. And high-performing teams, in how we understand it, they have several components. In fact, there are five core components in, in our team power model. But the first component that, we need to get absolutely right is what we call me power conditioning this means that we need to uh, people in the team that are going to deliberately turn up for work every day and want to and, and choose to be at their best so on the other end of the continuum you can get people who refuse to be at their best 
So if you're going to have a high-performing team, everyone in the team needs to be needs to be doing what we call me power conditioning. And that's around the habits of... They, of... they need to be aware of their habits, so we need to help them to step back and reflect on their habits. What are the helpful habits for me? What are the unhelpful habits? And then what we want them to be doing is purposefully, very deliberately working on one, building more and more self more and more helpful habits one small habit at a time whether it's on their sleep their diet their exercise being more productive getting better at that leadership skill whatever it is and if we get everybody in the team and in the organization doing that we're going to we're going to create what we call a purposeful development mindset organization so we need everyone to be doing me power conditioning to help them to do that we can teach them skills and knowledge and show them how to build their own mani- their, their own habits so empower them to do more personal change management. But we also need the organisation to create a, a culture, for want of a better term, that makes it easier to for people to build these these new helpful habits. And what we do is we we upskill people to be true, genuine, transformational leaders, and we think of these as habit mechanics. So we, because they understand the role it plays for their people. They understand how to create environments that make it easier for people to build new helpful habits. So you've got people, individuals empowered to know how to manage their own behaviour better and to build better habits. Then you've got people around them, some of the titled leaders, that are able to create that environment and, and coach on a one-to-one basis, peer-to-peer, that makes it even easier for people to build new habits. So that's the way that we think about it. So that's how we connect uh, me power conditioning and team power together. This is the Tougher Minds podcast. If you want to know more about Tougher Minds and the services it offers and what it can provide for your organisation, go to tougherminds.co.uk for more resources and downloads. And you can find a lot of stuff on the homepage. Also, on the 20th of February, um, Dr. John Finn is giving a talk at Nexus University of Leeds. Um, It's in the evening, the early evening. There are details, again, on the Tougher Minds website, you, may, you will find that there are many themes within that talk that connect to what we're uh, saying today. Uh, John, if you would, just give us a very brief overview of that talk on the 20th of February and what people can expect from it. Yeah, so we're going to dig into habits in that talk and think about why they're so central, how they work, and work towards thinking about how can we build better habits. Because actually the way that you build any new habit is the same. You, know, you can use the same framework, whether it's a better habit for sleep or a better habit for stress management or a better habit for productivity or leadership so we're going to give people a deeper insight into that because we are so mindless in our behavior so when when scientists say that about 98 percent of what you're doing is a habit they mean that 98 percent of what you're doing is mindless behavior you're not really thinking about it because we're so mindless you know people are not often aware that habits are so dominant in what they're doing so we have to show them some simple and practical exercises that actually really make them recognise that. Um, so we'll be helping people people to understand the, the importance of habits and starting to show how they individually and collectively can start to uh, build new habits and, and create environments that make it easier for people to build new habits. That's going to help us to manage stress better, but also to be more efficient and effective, productive, innovative, creative, do more work in less time, get better at solving problems, get better at better innovating new ideas, all that stuff that we need to get better at in the VUCA world and that this report has shown us that we're not good enough at the moment. 
briefly, uh, it sounds fascinating and I'm sure it'll be very popular. I'm certainly going to attend myself on the 20th of February at Nexus, uh, the University of Leeds. Um, there, is a, there is an Eventbrite booking page where you can obtain free places for that talk and Again, the details are on tougherminds.co.uk. Uh, also look at Tougher Minds uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn to see details of that. Just briefly to conclude, John, I know you work with some major organisations in the area of, of global finance um, in the US and the UK. Um, what was your reaction when you saw Antonio uh, Horta Azario make those comments? It must have been refreshing to see a senior leader reinforcing a message which, which you've been giving quite consistently now. Yeah, he's right on the money, and I, he's spoken about this public, publicly before, and it and it's really showing that mental health isn't just a, an aside. It has to be a strategic part of how companies are approaching their the day to dayness of what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve. And you know, really, what Antonio was talking about is performance. And that's what we have to do. We have to start connecting well-being and mental health with performance because they are completely interconnected. And that's going to help uh, organisations to justify putting more resources into these areas because they can connect them ultimately you know, to the, to the bottom line. And you know, if companies... Uh, we'll, I'm sure there'll be a story coming up in, in the next weeks or months where a company goes bankrupt and all of a sudden you know, five or 10,000 people find themselves not employed anymore. So we need companies to be profitable um, and, and come, making sure that they understand how well-being and performance combined is, is essential to that. This is the Tougher Minds podcast. Dr. John Finn, thanks so much for that. We hope the insights we've shared are helpful for you in your life and your work. Don't forget the talk on the 20th of February at Nexus, the University of Leeds. Thanks for listening.